Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website, republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Saturday, December 27th, 2014. The last show of the year for the year 2014. The year flew by. It's amazing that we're already at the end of the year heading into 2015. This show is, of course, live every Saturday evening from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, 9 p.m. to 11 Central, to 11 p.m. Central Time. And we have a great show lined up for you here tonight, a very unexpected topic. Um, I was, of course, planning on continuing the topic that we've been covering for the past several weeks uh, on order followers, their mindset, and the mindset of the people who support them. And we will be continuing that topic into 2015. I'll be going into some more controversial material as I talk about the reasons that women support order followers and uh, the role that women could play in the reversal of the mindset of order followers should they decide to step into that role instead of the role that they've been serving uh, that supports the slavery agenda uh, by supporting these individuals. So that's coming up on future shows, but tonight I have a a very, very unique topic. Um, I had a personal UFO sighting today, earlier today, and, um, you know, people will come down on, uh, you know, two sides of this, and, you know, you'll have the true believers, and then you'll have the debunkers, and, you know, they'll never meet in the middle, you know, and constantly be butting heads and battling, but I just posted the footage online to my YouTube channel and website, You can see it uh, by going to the uh, link on the left-hand side in the latest news. And uh, also there is a link underneath the player for tonight's show. Tonight what I'll be doing is recounting the sighting that I and a friend had here in Philadelphia uh, earlier today. And uh, uh, 
pointing people to the footage. They can go and check it out and watch it. And then uh, I'll be taking your calls uh, for people to comment on, you know, whatever you think that this may have been. Uh, you're free to call in and uh, make your suggestions. But um, uh, UFOs has always been a um, interest of mine. I would consider it one of the endpoints of how I really started to change my consciousness. And uh, uh, opening up my mind, my mindset in general, to the acceptance of the possibility of non-human intelligence uh, helped me to come out of the very sickened and um, diseased worldview that I had formerly been in that drove me into the arms of the dark occult when I was younger. So um, that's coming up on what on earth is happening a little bit uh, later. Now, uh, I do have a couple of quick event announcements. As a matter of fact, let me give the call-in number right here at the top of the show. Uh, if you want to join us in the next hour, the toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Once again, the call-in number to join us, 800-313-9443. Just a couple quick event announcements. Of course, the Free Your Mind 3 conference coming at us in April of 2015, April 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday twenty fifteen uh, uh, of April uh, 2015. Uh, at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Langhorne, PA is just north of the city limits of Philadelphia. A hop, skip, and a jump from Philly. The speakers already scheduled for the Free Your Mind 3 conference are as follows. Bob Tuscan, Clint Richardson, Curtis Davis, the Illuminated One, Dennis McKenna, Derek Bros. The New Jersey Weed Man, Ed Fortune, Freighter X, Freeman, Fritz Springmeyer, Jay Parker, John Vibes, Josie the Outlaw Wales, Larkin Rose, Luke Rudkowski, Mark Devlin, myself, Mark Passio, and Stuart Swerdlow. That's the lineup so far. More speakers will be added soon. There will also be a panel discussion group with the speakers, and there will be open mic sessions at the end of the evening from uh, after uh, the uh, featured speakers are finished. Uh, there'll be five to ten minute uh, segments for people to get up on the microphone uh, from you know just from the audience and uh, talk about whatever they would like to get out there. Uh, an all weekend pass for the Free Your Mind conference, uh, all three days, including the speaker meet and greet on Friday night only $150. You can get that deal at freeyourmindconference.com where the best way of supporting this event is to buy tickets in advance because that helps cover the cost of the venue and the speaker travel arrangements and the speaker lodging arrangements. So the best way anybody can support this conference is to please get your tickets in advance. Uh, for listeners of What on Earth is Happening exclusively, if you enter coupon code 93 at checkout at freeyourmindconference.com, that's coupon code 93, just the number 93, 93, at checkout, you'll receive a $20 discount on the all-weekend pass ticket, and you'll be able to get the all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 3 conference for only $130. You can't beat that deal anywhere for a conference of this size and scope and magnitude. So please go to freeyourmindconference.com today and get your tickets. I'll be preparing a hard-hitting, harsh 
presentation for the Free Your Mind 3 conference. My presentation is entitled, The Cult of Ultimate Evil, Order Followers, and the Destruction of the Sacred Feminine. That is going to be a presentation that people are not going to want to miss because it's going to really get down to brass tacks when it comes to what order followers are all about. Now, um, another great event coming up here in 20, early 2015, the Tesla Science Foundation is presenting the third annual Tesla Memorial Conference. The theme of this year's conference is called Let's Create the Tesla Curriculum. This is taking place Saturday, January 10th, 2015 from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. at the New Yorker Hotel. The New Yorker Hotel is at 481 8th Avenue in New York, New York. For more information on this great conference, please visit teslasciencefoundation.org. Great group of people. You definitely want to check out their work. I highly encourage people to get their tickets for the third annual Tesla Memorial Conference coming up in New York on January 10th. There are still What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirts available as a gift in return for a voluntary donation to help support my work. You can click the email link that is listed in the article at the top of the news section on the What on Earth is Happening promotional t-shirts uh, to find out how to get one. There's also a donation button on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you've received value from the information that I've shared on the website and on this radio show, please feel free to make a voluntary donation to help support my work so that I can continue it into the future. With that having been said, I just want to direct everybody's attention up to the radio show page of the whatonearthishappening.com website. Underneath the player for tonight's show, you can see images for tonight's show listed there as numerical links. You can click them to bring them up as a presentation. We'll be right back, folks. There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before the break, I was directing everybody's attention to the... Uh, website whatonearthishappening.com to the radio show page underneath the player for the live broadcast there are images for tonight's show the first three images were regarding the two conferences that i talked about the free your mind three conference and the tesla memorial event coming up in new york and uh the last three images four five and six are images i took today of the skies over philadelphia and they were absolutely riddled littered with chemtrails with chemtrail spray i mean the geoengineering 
effort is going along full steam and it's just uh, if anybody thinks this is normal water condensation vapor or uh, any kind of normal jet activity from commercial jet airlines I mean you have to have your head examined uh, that's I mean I don't even know what else to say if you don't understand geoengineering is a huge agenda and it's going on and it's been actively going on for well over 20 years more likely than not <clears throat> probably lo a lot longer than that I mean, I've tracked it since about 1997, going on 18 years, and, you know, uh, been talking about it constantly. Uh, but just look at these images. I mean, the skies were an absolute covered patchwork of, of lines in the sky from this chemtrail spray. These pilots were out there all day long from in the morning until the sun went down. And it's just a disgrace that they'll still fly missions doing things that they have no idea the repercussions of and, um, you know, just follow orders. Again, it's all part of the order-following dynamic. But I, I fi figure this would be a good transition into the topic tonight, which was my UFO sighting. The second major UFO sighting that I've had in my life, uh, I recounted my first one on the air uh, several months back. And um, this one was arguably more dramatic. There's people who, again, come down on the skeptical side of things, saying these were birds. There are uh, people who are the true believers, saying, you know, these are, uh, you know, uh, our space brothers who are basically uh, lending their help, support, and guidance, etc. I mean, I'm trying to keep an open mind and just talk about what I feel they very well could have been and what I feel that they certainly weren't. And uh, so I'll recount the story as it happened today. This is something that was completely unexpected, of course. Uh, I was in my home talking to a friend on Skype, and I heard my phone ringing in the other room. So I hung up the call on Skype, and I went to pick up my phone. And it was my friend John, and he said, Mark, you got to get outside of your house and look uh, toward the eastern sky and you'll you'll see a um a fleet of objects in the sky and i went outside and i couldn't find them i was he was trying to talk me uh through where in the general vicinity of the sky they were located <clears throat> and i was went out to my corner on my phone and was trying to pinpoint their position based on his description i was not able to lo locate the objects so he was about three blocks away from my current location and said, I'll just walk over to you and point it out. So I waited on the street corner for him to walk to my position. And when we met up, he pointed out the objects to me and I was immediately able to see where they were and I became very interested. And these were a huge amount of objects. I would probably say close to a hundred of them. And they were scintillating and glowing in the sky and they looked spherical and they were staying in one place in the sky they weren't moving they seemed to be hovering in one spot high up i would estimate almost fifty thousand feet if i had to make a conservative estimate um well beyond the chemtrail spray um probably above you know any lower natural clouds, which I don't think there were any natural clouds in the sky. I think every cloud formation, so-called cloud formation that 
was in the sky over Philadelphia today was a chem cloud, you know, was chemtrail spray that had fanned out. So uh, when I looked at these objects, they had a very unnatural appearance to them and um, definitely looked like they were staying exactly in one position, but shifting in their relative positions to each other. So they were making these different patterns and formations in the sky. And <clears throat> I immediately took out my uh, cell phone and started taking video footage. And that's the footage that you see uh, on the um, news section of the site. It's the second item in the news section. And uh, you could click the link underneath latest news that says Mark Witnesses UFO Event uh, Video Footage December 27th, 2014. Or you can click, if you're listening uh, live, underneath the player, it says video footage of Mark's UFO sighting of December 27th, 2014, just underneath the images for tonight's show. Now, um, the footage is a little bit shaky, obviously, because I had, had no tripod to take it on. Uh, so I'm just holding the camera and trying to do my best to keep it still. We were both you know, very taken aback and excited by this, as you'll hear in the, uh, you know, in the footage. And again, these things did not look like they were any kind of natural phenomenon. They looked like they were somehow being intelligently controlled. At least that's what it looks like to me. Now, again, there are people who will say, well, these are birds. I, I keep hearing the uh, some type of geese, snow geese, etc. And I have an open mind that it's you know possible that this the phenomenon of geese flying at high altitude could look similar. But there is something that happened during the course of um, this event. And I'll keep relating the story and I'll get to that that makes me think that this was definitely some type of intelligent activity. Whether it be human or non-human is debatable, but you know, we could speculate on that. But my point here is <clears throat> we started filming this and <clears throat> uh, asking other people who were passing by on the street to just take a look up and um, you know, see what they made of it to get some other opinion, opinions or impressions. And a few people stopped on the street and looked up and some of them said, oh, I think that's just birds. And some of them said, no, that looks very interesting. And I don't know what to make of that. I don't know what that is. A couple of people came out of their homes because they saw us looking up in the sky and filming. And uh, some people walking down the street stopped and some people even in cars uh, stopped and pulled over to take a look at it to see you know, what we were looking at. And this uh, incidentally was on my corner on the corner of, we, we witnessed this from the corner of where my house is at. Okay, so um, it was right above my neighborhood. And, <clears throat> uh, you know, initially someone said, oh, I just think that's birds. But then even as he sat and watched it more and realized that they weren't moving at all, they did not move across the sky. It's as if they were just in that area of the sky and stayed still in one particular area of the sky as they, the formation morphed. 
So um, we'll pick up the story right there on the other side of this break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. We'll be right back. back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening i'm your host mark passio my website what on earth is happening.com continuing with the uh relation of the story from earlier today when i had a major ufo sighting um we were you know looking at these craft and they did not move in relationship to the um sky you know they stayed in one area of the sky and, you know, people will make the claim, well, oh, well, if it was birds, they're maybe struggling against wind up there. And, you know, it looks like they're not moving, but they're, you know, making very little progress against a strong headwind or something to that effect. It, it just, I don't know how to um, explain to people who weren't there. You just would have had to see it with your eyes. You know, a camera is going to only do it so much justice. And again, uh, it's not like I'm sitting there with a camera rig. I took my cell phone out of my pocket, you know, so the footage is as good as it is. But um, when you saw these things uh, through a pair of high-powered binoculars, they looked perfectly spherical. Now, you know, people will also say, well, you know, Birds up at a high altitude can look, you know, like an orb. Possibly, too. But they maintained exact equidistant relationships to each other as well. All of them. Especially when you looked at them through um, binoculars. And the thing that really, you know, as more people came to... uh, observe them most people were coming to the same conclusion that these did not look like birds and it did not look like something that was a natural event happening um the thing that really threw me and really made me do a complete double take i mean i was already amazed at what we were witnessing but um as we watched this first original set of objects slowly move over toward one direction of the sky they they hovered for a long time, I'd say over 10 to 15 minutes in exactly one area of the sky, then started going to um, the eastern portion of the sky. And then it looked like they faded. You know, they, they it looked like they were rising higher and higher and higher and higher, not just getting farther away, but they were moving up in altitude. And then they faded to a point where you could barely see them. It was like they were just barely visible to the naked eye 
while that was going on, almost in the same exact area of the sky that we were watching this first group at, and we had been looking at this whole area of the sky, like, you know, often, you know, trying to find them after like looking away and then looking back up toward that area of the sky, you know, just as this first group moved off directly over our heads manifested three more objects, uh, three more um, groups of objects, I should say. Actually, it was like four groups of them. And they just appeared out of nowhere. Now, in the footage, you can't see that because I had actually stopped filming on the first and second groups of of, uh, of film. The, the, the films, the uh, videos are broken up into three videos um, as I took them with my camera. And nothing is retouched. It's all just right straight from my, cam my cell phone camera. Now, the second footage, there's not much in the way of the these objects because I was had started to look at them through binoculars at that point and therefore the footage gets kind of sporadic there but when it comes back in on the third video you see multiple groups of objects these are the ones that appeared directly over our head out of nowhere they just manifested there they just materialized there and when I mean suddenly I mean in a blink we were looking at them in one area of the sky this first group of objects, then it, it they slowly moved to, to the east as a, as a group. And then suddenly we looked up and all four of these sets of objects were there out of nowhere. They did not come from anywhere else. They were just suddenly there. That's what puts me over the top to think that these weren't birds, they weren't anything natural, and there's some kind of a technology or... Um, intelligence involved here. Now, if anybody could explain to me how, you know, birds can suddenly manifest themselves and know the lighting conditions didn't change, the sun angle didn't change. We were looking at that area of the sky for almost a half an hour and there was absolutely nothing there. And suddenly we looked up and there was these four groups of objects in the sky. So, I mean, you know, people will stretch to all kinds of uh, lengths to make a skeptical expl explanation, to propose a skeptical scientific expl explanation for something that is unusual, unknown. And that's all I'm saying this was. I'm not even trying to make a statement as to what the nature of it was. It, to me, it was an unknown phenomenon. I've seen flocks of birds before flying overhead in the city. This didn't look anything like that. The flocks of birds I've seen weren't scintillating like this. These were orbs. I looked at them through a good set of binoculars. They were spherical. There was no movement on them to suggest flapping of wings. As with geese, they're huge and have huge wings. These objects also must have been huge because the height that they were at in the sky and the the size that they looked, you know, visually to the perception of the eye means that these objects had to be big. You know, I'm thinking like maybe 30 to 40 feet each one of them. And they were moving fast too relative to each other. And, you know, to me... 
it just doesn't seem like motion that a bird would do to move the way that these things were moving in relationship to each other. Of course, people, again, will come down on both sides of the aisle on this. You know, again, you'll have the true believers that are, you know, saying the Arcturians are here, and you'll have the hardened skeptics that, you know, wouldn't make a difference if, uh, you know, they were intelligently controlled vehicles from, you know, beings that were, weren't from around here and came and took them on the craft themselves. They still would say it isn't happening. So, you know, you got the extreme right brain people, you got the extreme left brain people. All I'm saying is, here's the footage. This is my impressions of it. Make of it what you will. Uh, and, you know, that's it. And, you know, I'll give people a chance to, you know, air some of their feelings about what they thought, think that this might be. But um, uh, once again, the main thing here to me is these things moved in very strange patterns in relationship to each other. When looked at through the binoculars, they were perfectly spherical. They were scintillating. Scintillating orbs is how I would describe them. Uh, they, they just simply looked like light in the sky, lights in the sky. Uh, I mean, they were all bright, you know, it, and people will say, oh, well, white geese with the sun reflecting on them, you know, look bright like that. Again, you'd have to see it to your own eye. The video footage is not even going to do it justice. Um, for the people who were actually there, and, you know, I, I passed around my binoculars and had them all look through it. Um, w the ones that said that they thought it were birds, um, all backed down from that position after looking at it through binoculars. They said, no, those aren't birds. Everyone who looked at it through the binoculars said that. So, you know, that's that's just my explanation from the people who were actually there and saw it through a decent set of binoculars. Uh, not one of them maintained the position that it was birds after looking at it through the binoculars. Um, I mean, other than that, uh, my take on this is that it could very well be some kind of intelligence that we are dealing with here that is non-human. It could be something that is higher dimensional in its nature. Who knows? And it also could be a technology that very much so humans have developed and are using for some purpose or another that we aren't privy to. I mean, essentially that's my, that's what I think the possibilities are. I do not think that it was birds because of the way that the second groupings of formations came into our presence. Again, somebody could not determine that from the footage, but you would have to have been there in person. Every person who was there in person was shocked when they looked up after watching that first round of them, that first grouping of them, almost disappear. Look at that. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Teach 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Talking about the um, very interesting UFO sighting that I had today, and I'll continue to call it a UFO sighting because that's exactly what it was. It's objects that we witnessed here in Philadelphia that were unidentified. If anybody out there listening uh, may have seen this um, phenomenon um, please feel free to call in or get in touch with me. Uh, go to the contacts page of my website and uh, email me. And just put in the uh, subject line, you know, I witnessed the sighting that you did or something to that effect. Um, I would say at the most, um, we had about maybe nine to ten people out on that street corner simultaneously checking this out. And uh, overall, maybe about 20 passed by, and, you know, you know, we asked some people what they made of it. Some just, you know, kept going or said, oh, I think it's just birds or whatever. Weren't really interested. But uh, most of the people who saw it were interested in it and thought it looked very odd. And, um, again, uh, the thing that was consistent is after seeing it through binoculars, most people said, no, that isn't birds. Those are some kind of objects, and they looked perfectly spherical when seen through the binoculars. Um, uh, the, the thing that struck me the most is that these things stayed stationary in one area of the sky for so long and simply shifted positions amongst themselves. If you watch the video, you could see that I pick a, a, a frame of reference like street wires, electrical wires uh, on the street, and frame the objects around that so that you could actually see the area of the sky that they're in and that they do not move. They, they're they not moving. They're not traveling from one place in the sky to another. At some point, they did do that. You know, and then people will say, well, the air current shifted at that time. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I'm totally closed-minded to the possibility of this, but these things kept moving in relationship to each other in a very controlled fashion the entire time. So if there were high winds up in the higher atmosphere, that's very unlikely, you know, that these, that these things would move in the way that they're observed to be moving. And again, I'm just trying to put out some plausible explanations here uh, for what we're not seeing. I, I, again, I just don't buy into the, this is just a high-flying flock of geese explanation. Uh, again, could it be that? It could be. I'm not going to totally close my mind onto that possibility either. But again, it, like I said, if you saw it with your eyes and you saw it through binoculars, you would more likely than not rule that out. You know, I've, I think it's a very low probability after seeing it through binoculars. Um, these things maintained exact distances between each other. Birds don't do that. You know, they would be drifting in and out between each other and, you know, s separating and coming back together. Um, when you saw it through binoculars, you saw the evenness of the spacing. This was like a flotilla. I mean, it was like 
just something, you know, out of a science fiction movie. And the thing, again, that really, really struck me was when multiple groupings of them appeared over our head instantly. With, I mean, absolutely no warning, literally out of the blue. Or out of the uh, milky white chemtrail laden sky, I should say. Um, you know, we thought also, could the chemtrails be playing a dual role here and what they usually do in geoengineering, you know, whether it's to plasmify the sky or, you know, um, put um, tons of uh, metal oxides into the sky for, you know, weather modification. Could th there be another motive here that when there are possibilities that they pick things like this up on radar, they're going out there and uh, using the chemtrails simply as an obscuration mi mission, you know? So m maybe they were simply trying to blanket the sky with uh, cloudy layers so that people would not be able to see these things. I don't rule that out as a possibility for why we had such an unimaginably heavy uh, day of chemtrailing here in Philadelphia. I have never, I mean, I've been following the chemtrail agenda since 1997, early 97, I was out there with a cam, with an old VHS camcorder taking footage of the sky, watching these planes lay down these trails. And I'm telling you, since 97, I have never seen a day of spraying heavier, more relentless and nonstop than today here in Philadelphia. I've never seen one like that. I mean, just look at those images. If you could look at those images and tell me that's anything resembling normality, I think you need to check yourself into the nearest mental hospital. I mean, that's all I can say. Because what else can you say when you look at those images? Anybody that is a geoengineering denier at the point seeing something like that right over their own head, you have to be out of your mind. And, I mean, I think possibly, you know, they do know when these sightings are in our skies. They obviously get them very early on early warning radar. And I think they, you know, they don't want people pondering any of the issues that come up with this. Look, this is a very popular topic. I mean, my Facebook page when I post these videos lit up with comments you know, I post one of my videos, it's like a couple comments here and there. You know, natural law, morality. <laughs> but you post a UFO video and everybody goes nuts. And there's opinions, you know, all over the place that range the full spectrum. So, you know, it's very interesting what people find um, uh, interesting to them. What they want to talk about, what they want to comment on. You know, this is a, it's a hot topic, definitely. And I've submitted it to a couple of people in, and will continue to submit it to a few people that I uh, work with in the ufology field of research. And, you know, I've already gotten back a few comments from them on the skeptical side, on the, you know, could go either way side, and on the side that they feel that this was a fleet of intelligently controlled craft. Again, I come down on the side of it that more likely than not, these objects are under some kind of intelligent control. 
not going to go to the full, um, you know, it's definitely alien or other dimensional, although I don't rule out those possibilities either. Uh, could this have to do with some type of uh, scalar technology? You know, um, ionospheric uh, heating or, you know, something to that effect. Who knows? You know, this could be weather modification. This could be um, uh, something to have that has to do with radionics. Um, it could also be something that is completely outside of our ability to even comprehend or understand. You know, this could be this could be something that is completely other dimensional in its nature. Uh, again, I'm go not going to definitively come down and say it is this, it is that, it is that. What I'm going to say, what I don't think it was, is I I don't, from what I observed today, think it was just a flock of birds. Um, again, many people are going to be hardcore on that uh, because they'll compare it to other footage that looks similar. Uh, and, you know, immediately jump to that conclusion. Uh, again, do I 100% rule that out? No, but I think it's a low probability based on being there at the actual scene of the sighting and seeing it through a decent pair of binoculars. Um, that's where I'm going to say no to that hypothesis or theory. Um, but again, uh, Everybody who was there and who saw it with their eyes and then who saw it through my binoculars said that they thought it was some type of craft and not birds. With that having been said, we're going to go to your calls in the second hour. And you could chime in on what you guys think this was. So don't go anywhere. Your call's coming up. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. Stay with us. You know the day destroys the night Night divides the day Try to run, try to hide Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side Break on through to the other side, yeah Welcome back everyone, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening into the second hour of tonight's broadcast. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're going to go to your calls coming up in the second hour, and you could chime in on what you thought this uh, UFO sighting that I had earlier today might possibly be all about. Before we do that, I have a special guest on the line. Uh, with us uh, for the first segment of this hour is um, Bob Tuscan, a former host here on RBN, who has a very special announcement that he wants to make, and I'll also let Bob comment on what he thought of the sighting. Bob, are you there with us? I am, Mark. Thanks for having me for this segment. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm very interested in keeping an open mind and looking at all evidence that's out there for extraterrestrial encounters or whatever it might be. Um, so, bottom line for me is I look at everything and take it with the greatest pinch of salt, you know? And uh, that's how I go into things with that agnostic perspective. I spoke about this sort of thinking and, and learning uh, during my first Free Your Mind lecture. And I think uh, it was uh, Robert Anton Wilson who put it best that, you know, you have to keep an agnostic mindset. But at some point, with enough evidence, 
you have to then take that and move into the third stage of the trivium, if you will, and, and go into that wisdom slash rhetoric stage. Um, and, and that's what you did after your observations, and I, and I commend that. And I, I think we should all um, own up to our experiences, and even our own experiences should be, to a certain extent, looked at, um, again, through the lens of, of being an agnostic thinker. But um, that aside, I digress. I mean, you and I could talk about that forever. And uh, I certainly feel that Mark is being genuine, folks, with his claims here. Not for a second do I think he's doing this for the sake of, of being hyperbolic. Um, I got on the phone with Mark shortly after this happened, and he was genuinely moved by this. He was genuinely under the impression that he had seen something. And I believe that Mark, whether you disagree with this being a legitimate sighting, whether you think it's birds or not, is being completely genuine about this and has no agenda in presenting this. And I think we need to put aside our egos and our desire to only talk about one thing or only think certain topics are game and other topics are too taboo to discuss and get over ourselves and be able to look at something like this and, and think about it freely and discuss it freely and not alienate somebody who dares to bring it up. Um, so screw you people out there who are hating and want to poo-poo something just because you think that on the surface it doesn't look right. All right, so that makes sense, Mark? Absolutely. And, you know, that's what I was just talking about during the break with you. You know, so many people in the UFO community don't want to discuss issues that people in the truth movement will discuss, like conspiracies or, um, you know, the loss of freedom that, you know, humanity is experiencing. Uh, and so many people in the truth movement don't want to acknowledge the existence of the possibility of extraterrestrial life or talk about anything having to do uh, with, uh, you know, uh, something that is uh, seemingly paranormal in its nature. And I think these two movements really have to, um, you know, uh, solve their their differences and come together and realize all of this is connected. You know, the, the whole human condition, as I've talked about in the past and past shows during the Cosmic Abandonment series, is connected with this, this uh, phenomenon of non-human intelligence operating here on this planet. Um, and these groups have to somehow... Uh, narrow the gap that has widened between them and come together on uh, equal ground and, you know, start um, uh, bringing different parts of the puzzle to the table and say, hey, this is worth looking at and so is this and we need to keep an open mind about all of this stuff. Uh, there's just too much closed-mindedness that goes on within both of these circles as far as I'm concerned and I like to think that maybe I could uh, act as a liaison between these groups at some point. I think that might be a necessary move to make mark and i think you would be a great liaison to do so considering you're so rational and, and so logic driven uh, but at the same time you also have uh you know a spiritual side for lack of a better way of describing it sure i i talked about on my show uh a sighting that i had and it it moved me i, I was driving home one night and there was weird red lights that moved in a way that was un unflare like it did not move like a normal flare if it was a flare and I had to talk about it on my show so I think right. at the end of the day what this all comes down to Mark 
is a lack of censorship. We cannot censor our minds, That's right. our voices on anything. If you experience something and that truth is there, then by all means, do not pussyfoot around it. It is the truth, or it's, at least it's a perceived action that took place, and therefore we should not have the censor that everybody wants to mandate, and that's a, a, a very much similar theme to that of those in the so-called truth movement, whatever that means or does not mean. But that being said, Mark, I'm very pleased to announce here first on the air for the first time that uh, my humble show, which is not about me at all, it's about solutions, it's about a revolution, it's about cutting this nasty world that we live in into a place that makes it a little bit more sane and, and peaceful for my child and my child's child and so on and so forth. Uh, and it's coming back. Uh, I'm starting again on uh, Republic Broadcasting Network and other affiliates on Monday. Uh, that's this coming Monday. The show will be on at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And Mark Passio will be one of my first guests. Uh, Mark and I have been doing this hand-in-hand for quite some time together. I brought Mark on way back in the day on one of the networks I was on. He then went on the next network I was on, and we've been trying to follow each other and work together ever since. And once again, we will be on the same platform, and he'll come on my show. I'm sure I'll be on Mark's show from time to time in the future to talk about, of course, the Free Your Mind Conference, which is so important. And I can't stress it enough that if you're not getting involved with the Free Your Mind Conference on some level, you're really missing out. We need all the involvement that we can possibly get with this conference to make it happen. Financial involvement is important. It's a necessary evil. But any involvement that you can have in the conference, we welcome it. And so many people are coming together for this gathering of the minds that I, I'm just completely enamored and proud to be a part of it and, and humbled to be a part of it and humbled that my broadcast, The Bob Tuscan Show, for lack of a better name, We'll be coming back to the airwaves on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's the big announcement on my end, Mark. Bob, congratulations on your return to RBN. I know the show is going to pick up right where it left off, uh, setting high-quality standard in uh, broadcast media. And I want to congratulate you for uh, coming back on. And uh, everybody tune in to Bob Tuscan uh, weekdays, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern Time, right? Yeah, it's Eastern Time, and I appreciate that, Mark. And you know what? I really have this internal struggle within me that I want to just vet out real quick. The bottom line is, some you know, just like anybody else, sometimes I wonder if I'm just doing it for my ego, if I'm just doing it for the sake of thinking I'm a part of something. And, and I struggle with that inner dialogue, if you will. But I, I think at the end of the day, Mark, what I'm going to do differently hopefully will bring some change. I want to focus on solutions. I want to take a real stab at the root of the problem, at the root of the issues, not the, all the symptoms that we get so caught up on, all these surface level symptoms that become distractions. But I want to get to the root of the problems and offer solutions. And Mark, I appreciate all that you do. And you will be coming on Tuesday, and I look forward to it. Absolutely, Bob. Thanks so much for coming on to make that great announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Tuscan, check him out, bobtuscan.com. Oh
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Before we go to the phone lines, in studio, I have my friend, John, who was also a witness to this sighting and who actually made me aware of it. I want to uh, bring him on quickly to get his take and his impression on the sighting that we witnessed. John, why don't you give the listeners a little rundown of uh, what you feel that you experienced and saw earlier today? Sure, Mark. Uh, Thanks for having me on the uh, show tonight, and uh, it was good hearing Bob's voice also. So it's great to know he's coming back shortly. Um, I could definitely say being there, judging from the whole experience that, you know, I, and I heard some of the other feedback from people who posted on Facebook that they thought, you know, it's very possible it could be snow geese or, you know, a pelican colony, you know, but I think you could say what it could be or what you think it may be, you know, it could be these glowing orbs that, you know, manufacture the crop circles, or you could say it could be uh, Palladian ships or some other, you know, higher extraterrestrial intelligence, be it benevolent or malevolent. But we don't really know that. But um, I can't tell you exactly what it was, but I could sit here tonight and tell you what it wasn't. And it wasn't any type of bird, geese, pelican, you know, any type of flying mammal. Because, number one, the altitude was way too high. You're, you're talking about over 50,000 feet. Easy. It, it, these objects were probably in the stratosphere. And number two, I've seen numerous footage of geese flying. And you could hear them. We didn't hear any birds. There was no birds to be heard. No matter what the altitude was. Now, being that we're on ground level... And we're looking up over 50,000 feet, possibly into the stratosphere. And we saw individual orbs in equidistance in relationship to one another. Now, they were kind of like hovering and floating in formations that were very similar to the geese formations, which makes it very difficult for someone on the other side who wasn't physically there and to just take in the evidence that was available at the time and the only available evidence being there was a good set of binoculars and number two you didn't hear no geese so taking that into consideration you know um, I firmly believe it was some type of fleet of craft let me ask you a question. When you looked at it through the binoculars, what was your impression? Tell people what you saw visually when you looked at it uh, as, as clear as you were going to see it with the aid of a piece of technology like that. At that moment, I, I was just very, you know, mad at myself for all these years. You know, I never bought a high-powered telescope. I At that moment, I wish I had a high-powered telescope. But what I saw through the binoculars was uh, quite amazing. I saw like bright like specks that were kind of roundish in shape, but they were very equally, you know, distant from one another, keeping a very rigid, you know, tight formation. You know, they weren't like going in and out. They were very, you know, uh, stationary 
you know almost almost as if like you had a piece of wood or something and you poked holes through it and there was light shining through that piece of wood how how equally spaced you would see the light coming through that piece of wood that's literally what it was like and um even when they moved like laterally you know like or upward and downward like um you know if they changed altitude uh it, they would stay perfectly in formation with each other. It was a very non-organic movement or aspect of their movement, as far as I, I was concerned. Um, if you see birds or animals moving in relationship to each other, there's an organic flow to that type of movement. There was no such organic motion to that. It looked very rigid. At least that's what I saw when I looked at it through the binoculars. I mean, would you concur with that? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, and 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 most uh, bird, you know, formations, they're they're flying to their destination, you know, they're not looking to really stay in one section of the sky, they're flying towards a destination. They all have a route. Right. These formations, and there were four formations, at one moment that magically appeared out of thin air. Because we were scanning the whole sky. Yeah, that's the thing that freaked me out the most in the whole thing. Even seeing the first flotilla or fleet or whatever you want to call it. When those four came over our head suddenly and appeared there, that's when I felt that this was something otherworldly. Because um, there's no way that the ten people standing on that street corner would not have seen those approach from some portion of the sky I cannot bring myself to accept that somehow, what, all of our minds shut down simultaneously and we suddenly weren't aware of our surroundings just because we were witnessing this event going on in one portion of the sky. None of us would have seen all four of these formations approach in one area of the sky directly over our heads. And then we suddenly looked up and there they were out of nowhere. That's the thing that did it for me to say, I don't think that this is any kind of a natural phenomenon. This is something that is beyond our comprehension or understanding taking place. No, no. And when you're experiencing, you know, uh, such a, you know, out of the ordinary uh, kind of experience like that, you're pretty much scanning the whole sky to see if you if there's anything else. You know, if there might yes. be, you don't want to be focused on one right. thing. And we were focused. Oh, I know. I kept doing that. I, I kept looking at other areas of the sky to say, hey, are there any more of them anywhere else? Yeah, you had to. Sure. You had to scan the sky, even though the one formation that kind of faded out uh, when we were looking towards the south uh, eastern part of the sky. That's when I think it just gained higher elevation to the point where it that's was just what obscured by all the uh, that's correct blankets of chemtrail that that the whole sky was an utter mess. Right, it was a mess. And you know, I mean I, that is what it looked like to me. Like they ascended in altitude and literally were no longer in our in our visual perception range anymore. Well, well when the multiple f formations appeared, I considered that a second sighting. Yeah. And when those formations appeared, they were actually lower. They were much yes. lower, so we were able to get a Absolutely. better view of it. And, um, and that's in video three that we're referring to. That's the third you, you part. You have to understand, yeah. folks, vi video one is the first part of the sighting, the first flotilla or fleet. Video two 
it, it, you see a, a bit of them trailing off as they're moving slightly eastward at that point. And then, um, you know, uh, my footage becomes erratic because I'm looking through binoculars at that point and I'm not focusing on the taking of the video, although the camera is still on. In video three, uh, just before video three, I had shut the camera off for several minutes because we thought the, for, the the sighting was done. And then I turned it back on after people said, wow, look up right over our head. There they are again. They materialized over our head out of nowhere. Four formations. That's when I, and that video, I am pointing that camera directly upward. It is not pointed laterally in any direction it is it is pointed directly at the zenith of the sky straight up they were directly over our heads and this footage happened right on my street corner practically right over my house ladies and gentlemen your calls on the other side john thanks so much for contributing your input and uh giving us your your take on this uh sighting thank you mark you got it Stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on RBN. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. So let's go to your uh, phone. Let's go to the phone lines and take your calls. Uh, The toll-free number to join us, 800-313-9443. Let's hear from Zidani in Connecticut. You're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Hello, Mark. Yes. Good evening, how are you? I'm doing well. I actually uh, got the opportunity to meet you and speak with you at length at uh, the Manchester in Connecticut event back in October. Yes, the Demystifying the Occult seminar, which hopefully I'll have out on video uh, in the not-too-distant future. Awesome. And I did, I did want to address my name, as it's uh, an item you've addressed. Uh, Zidani is not my legal name, but it's also nothing I'm hiding behind. I'm perfectly comfortable with my legal forms of my name have changed. I just do use it as an initiated name into a, a spiritually initiated name. Sure. Uh, and I appreciate where you're coming from with that, and people who are hiding need to not be hiding. <laughs> um, I actually had called in very early because I wanted to catch you. I've been uh, attempting to get into the queue for a few weeks. I was really hoping to speak. Um, to more of the order-following layer, but uh, as discovered, you transited to the other UFO topic. Um, as an experiencer, I have, <laughs> from my youth, I have what the comments uh, to that as well, um, but to even to enter the arena on your show, and thank you for having me, I know it's with a kind of a trepidation because there are so many layers and strata to everything, and uh, the UFO discussion is obviously 
no exception to that. Sure. Um, are you familiar with the film Schenectady? No, I'm not. Uh, um, it's like Kaufman, the guy who did Adaptation. Okay. A, a big Hollywood screenwriter. You should check it out. I know you enjoy films, and uh, it's it's pretty immense. The setting is an aging director, and uh, the beginning of it is kind of an eerie take on life and the way things are kind of, you know, about loss, losing, breaking down, and he, he creates this masterpiece uh, work where he's got people on set for 20 years. Essentially, they're living their lives. They have doubles. It's a very uh, macrocosm to microcosm kind of introspective. It's very elaborate, uh, very interesting. Uh, more people might be familiar with his work adaptation that uh, Nicolas Cage was in. Anyhow, it's it's with that kind of a take that we know there are so many layers to everything that's uh, that's going on. I know when I was a child, I, I began continually experiencing things where I lived in Connecticut, uh, kind of in a woodsy area. And uh, even now, people who come up to where uh, I grew up, you know, that it doesn't take long at night to begin to see things happening. And uh, many different, diverse types of people have come to like, what's that? Well, give it a few more minutes, it'll get stranger. And more recently, there were, uh, again, it's kind of like your collective hallucination statement. No, that wasn't happening. This was a very odd thing. It was small, but uh, it just floated around. And uh, a few of us, there were four of us who were sitting around in a northern town in Connecticut, and we were talking, and this thing just floated through, and it's like very tiny, but it, we were all experiencing it. It was very, very weird. So these things uh, do occur. Obviously, there are millions of experiences around the globe, and they are not part of our conventional life, at the very least. Um, I know I've seen of many different things. Um, is it okay to comment on the order following thread a little too sure go right ahead thank you i appreciate that um i do just want to say to that that i deeply appreciate your work and what you do um the tone you do it with and the forthrightness that you take in addressing the issues from the angles you come at them with i mean dealing with the new age cult and its particular brand of you know um religiosity right. and what it's brought to bear is uh, clearly uh, it's just terrible it's what, a tough one that's a tough one for a lot of people to break out of for sure it is and you know I, I know for most people it's a shame because they come to their spirituality I believe because of the stress and tension that they live in they come there to find some relief for that so the last thing they want to hear is that they have to work and where they're coming to find some peace of mind, so to speak. But we have obligations, be they moral or what have you here, and obviously that doesn't, uh, that doesn't really work to not fight the battle in the mind and realize that's not a place to be. And I also appreciate the other angle coming at the various forms of brutality that we see in cases like Eric Garner, uh, cases like the Ferguson case, and just are generally policed um, to deal with those angles. Uh, we obviously have tons of legislation uh, as it's burgoing since 2011 in the Occupy movement and what's come forward uh, explicitly. 
but obviously it's been building for at least 150 years here. Sure. Um, but that's the, all the angles you come from are very important. I, I agree with so much of what you do, and uh, it's, it's kind of with that that I'm reluctant to tamper with that at all. Though, if allowed, I, I would... You know, I, I almost feel sorry. It's you know, listening to you, I feel that the tenure of some of what you're getting in email or or chat or whatever it sounds to be uh, sort of assaulting uh, people who insist on remaining ignorant and just uh, wasting your time. And uh, but at the same time, perhaps to raise the bar and the caliber because they don't would like to um, constructively challenge you a bit, not abrasively, um, if possible. Sure. Uh, as regards the concept that all order following is innately immoral, if you want to call it that. Because as a fellow esoterist, I question the notion of the body, uh, that the body is obviously, you know, really the most consistent theme woven through all esoteric literature. And if we relate the body, there is clearly a type of, order following that every different element of the body in a strata is working through and there's a kind of order following it's, it's an undercurrent that i see developing through some of what you're saying that could go awry and i and I, again I'm reluctant to tamper with that because it's not the thrust obviously of what your work is so well aimed at sure but i, I mean, do have you know when I'm talking about order following, I, I mean literally like a hierarchical structure of command where somebody is listening to what somebody else is telling them to do physically with their actions. So, you know, it's not anything more esoteric than that. It's simply if I command somebody to do something and then they do it, you know, that they, you they, know. they've done that only because I've commanded them to do it, not because they've thought through the action and whether it's in harmony with uh, spiritual law or not. And they just did it anyway because they are okay with uh, abdicating their personal responsibility and letting somebody do their thinking for them. That's what I literally mean by order following in the strictest sense of, of the word. And I hear you. It's still a question off the model of the body to some extent that there is not a more, what I call, every term to my, when I've taught to, more or less importance, but there is a quality of beings where there are superior and inferior where in the true sense as you may know or see or not see is with superior entity they really have more responsibility to the collective to be guiding that ship or the body and there is a hierarchy of direction and when you use the word cult and I know what cult you are talking about very well, even from my own personal background, in it, in some ways. But to just aggressively use the word, I'd, I'd be reluctant to, because obviously cult is, uh, it can be tribal. You know, so when we say we're dealing with the cult of Atan, we're dealing with the cult of the Black Hole Sun, we're dealing with the cult of Saturn. So it's a question of who, look up, you know, who are you serving? Sure. It's not seva. It's not a collective, you know, benefit to ever. You know, the all to the all beings. You're serving, you know, the oblivion cult of Saturn. That's right. 
It's the cult of death. I mean, it's it's literally the cult of the dark sun. You know, as I explained in my uh, demystifying the occult seminar, that's really the only cult that's operating on this planet right now. I mean, they all feed into that one overarching cult of the dark sun, the black sun. You know, that that's uh, th- this is one huge dark atonist, dark solar cult. Material too. You know, it seems like what we're probably dealing with, I would say. Somewhere in between what wasn't mentioned. Okay, we're going to a break. We'll be back, folks. There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us And a river so deep We keep pretending That there's nothing wrong But there's a code of silence And it can't go on Welcome back everyone You're listening to What on Earth is Happening Here on RBN I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're into the last segment of the show for this evening. Let's see if we can squeeze in a couple more callers. Let's hear from Glenn in Ontario. Glenn, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome. Uh, Hi, are you talking to me? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, So, would you be able to take a question on self-defense? On what? Self-defense. Sure. Absolutely. Defense, of course. Okay. So what I'm wondering is, you know, if we're dealing with a murderer or a child rapist or something, but they aren't actually in the act, they've already done it, mm-hmm. you know, is it lethal force still acceptable or like, cause I, I sort of would think it is, but you know, just wondering your thoughts on it. Yeah. I mean, people will get into the whole debate of, you know, do we go and hunt a person down? Um, I guess, uh, if he's been a pariah on society and, you know, unrightfully you know killed other people um i mean i I guess you know people would have to make that judgment call um would somebody have the right to defend themselves from somebody from that being in their community i would say that yes they would my my take on that is um the best way of dealing with that is to morally educate people from when they're young so they don't turn into people like that you know, and um, then you won't have to deal with that situation. Again, that's why I I always advocate for not keeping people in prisons. I I don't believe in the concept of any prison because uh, all that does is isolate people from the um, the repercussions of their natural law failure to morally educate the young. And if we try to just sequester them out of society, then we don't deal with the negative repercussions that they create, and we don't learn how natural law uh, works to bring us the experience that we're having uh, based upon what our actions were. So um, uh, it's a di- that's a difficult one. I-, I would say the best way to deal with that is not get into that situation. Uh, but of course, there are people who uh, are, you know, have grown up in an immoral capacity and murder people. So uh, I would say that the community has the right to deal with that in whatever way they so choose to deal with it. You know, read into that what you will. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I think you're obviously right about the education. You try and make peace on earth first, right? Anyway, um, one more question. Uh, sure. 
So you guys were talking before about like the dark cult, cult of Aton and all this. So uh, what do you what do you think of Zionism? Do you do you think that's like a, a centerpiece in what they actually believe, or just this it's the same, ideology? It's the same thing. Sort of it's the same ideology. It's the same cult it, ideology. It's just a different name for it. Uh, the cult of the black sun, the, you know, the the dark side of the sun, whatever you want to call it. It's a dark solar cult that basically believes that they're God. They're going to control and own people, you know, and they're they're higher than the laws of the universe. They're higher than the laws of nature and creation. Uh, you know, it's it's all the same cult. It's it's there's just it's different, you know, different uh, you know masks on the same face basically. So Zionism is a part is a part of that. Uh, people think it's simply a political ideology. I would say it's a religion just like other occult religions and uh, organizations and it works toward the same goals of control and enslavement of people you know and many of them are all too happy many who belong to that cult are all too happy to tell you that that's what their goals and agendas are so yeah, I've, yeah. I've briefly talked about it on a past show when I got into dark uh, Kabbalism you know uh, the Klepotic Kabbalah I briefly spoke about Zionism in one of those podcasts. If you go back and listen to that material, it's there. The the Klebotic. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sirion wrote on that as well. The Zionism being the same as the cult of Aton. Anyway, sure. thanks a lot, man. You know, you point you point out the obvious on how we can make peace on Earth because that's uh, proximity to that's correlated to the intelligence of humanity and. That's the right. amount of work we're willing to put into that, you know? So, And it, it, Glenn, you're right on point with that analysis. I, I want to thank you so much for the call. And uh, he's right. You know, it, it says so much about where we're at as a species in our condition, because if the answer, the solution is so simple. It always has been the golden rule. It always has been. Don't treat others like you don't want to be treated the way you wouldn't prefer to be treated. You know, I call it the apophatic variant of the golden rule. The golden rule looked at in the negative don't don't use the golden rule and say treat others as you want to be treated. How about we say don't treat others the way you would you would not want to be treated. So if you don't want to be treated that way, don't treat others that way. Then it becomes real unambiguous and so simple that a child can figure it out. You know, you don't want to be harmed, defrauded, stolen from, raped, have your rights taken away. Don't do that to other people. Period. The end. It's so simple, it's almost stupid, folks. You know, it can't get any simpler than that, and humanity has proven we still can't grasp it, we still can't understand it, and we want the associated suffering and death that's going to come with refusing to live according to that basic rule. So, you know, uh, it, 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 it becomes a, a burden to keep having to get up and say repeatedly over and over things that which I already know and have come to understand. That's what the great work is, unfortunately. Everybody has to get it. We got to get on the same page when it comes to that basic uh, way of treating each other. You know, then we can be different in lots of other ways. But until we have that common sense laid down as the foundation in all of our minds and hearts, <laughs> don't expect anything to change for the better here. Uh, let's see if we could get a couple more calls and let's hear from Dan in Washington. Dan, you're live on What on Earth is Happening. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. I. Uh uh, with respect for the integrity of all of your efforts, 
I uh, I just wanted to try and provide a little bit of objective input um, and experience concerning your sighting today. Sure. Um, uh, immediately upon hearing the uh, uh, you know the beginning of your claim, I I did some web search, and the only augmentation that I can offer comes from Stanford uh, a study of uh, bird migration from Stanford University. Um, they quantified it with. Uh, you know, with uh, 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 data gathering, um, the uh, evidently birds have a greater lung capacity than uh, mammals, and um, there it, it comes down to uh, energy and efficiency when they're in the migratory process. My experience, I'm not, I, I don't have any uh, ornithological uh, background. However, I lived 20 years under the Pacific Flyway and uh, in a very pristine part of Washington State and had opportunities to see um, the the patterns on countless times of what I saw. And I'm, I'm getting just a tiny bit ahead of myself, first of all, by saying I was not there. So the only... The only aspect, the only argument that I can't, that I don't know how to address is the orb aspect that you brought up, but hopefully I might be able to provide, uh, uh, you know, concise well, we, we have ver- We have very sure. limited time because we're coming down to the end of the show. Let me ask you a question. Very well, very okay. well. Let me ask you a question. What I would like an explanation for is how did four um, groupings of these objects suddenly appear over the heads of multiple eyewitnesses who were looking up at the sky. That's the only question I really want answered personally. I mean, you know, no one has been able to even touch that question or provide any kind of an explanation for that. All of us scanning the sky for minutes were unable to see any part of their approach. Now, to me, you can't blame Sun Angle on that. And you can't say you just have all untrained eyewitnesses. You know, I've been looking into the sky since I was five years old. You know, what can make that happen? I think that's a good place to end the show, folks. You know, on a question that leaves a little bit of doubt and wonder. And that's a good place to take us into the next year, I think. That's all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, there are only two mistakes you can make on the path to truth. Not starting and not going all the way. We'll see you right here next year. Good night, everyone.